You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Thursday, January 28th, and today we've got an old friend on the show and a former host of the Locked On Steelers podcast. That's Adam Crowley. Adam Crowley, my man, is back on the show. We're going to talk about a few things. One, we talk about the outlook of how the Steelers quarterback situation is compared to the rest of the NFL. Just how far behind are the Steelers really from getting a quarterback that quote-unquote will have them ready for the future. Then, we'll talk about the Steelers interviewing a new offensive lineman coach candidate, James Campen of the, of the Chargers and formerly of the Packers, and just what kind of offensive line coach the Steelers need. Finally, we're going to list out some key goals for Matt Canada. We know we talk about Matt Canada and what this offense can bring, but we want to break it down so it's a little simpler for you to understand what exactly the Steelers need him to do. All that and more right here is on today's show. Let's get into it. So sometimes we always, well, all the time we think about going forward, but sometimes you got to look back to go forward. So we look back to bring back our man, Adam Crowley. You know him as the former Locked On Steelers host and the guy who's been on ESPN radio. He's the man. Adam Crowley is back here on Locked On Steelers. How you doing, my brother? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me on. That was back when the podcast sucked. That was like the <laughs> 1980s of the Pittsburgh Steelers of the Locked On Steelers podcast. If you had to pick a, a, a quarterback in the Steelers history between Terry Bradshaw and Ben Roethlisberger for you to be, who would you pick? <sighs> probably, <laughs> probably Tommy Maddox. Oh, that one? Look, look, I can't pick Cordell, you know, for <laughs> why, obvious why reasons. Can't you? Why can't you? <laughs> Well, I'm just being honest. And I mean, and I love Cordell. Like Cordell was one of the, I think he was probably the first offensive Steelers Jersey that I had. Okay. But I mean, you want to talk about a guy who's not mobile, who's inconsistent, <laughs> who, you know, had promise and flamed out. I mean, I am Tommy Maddox. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. So it's funny that we talk about that because the first thing I wanted to talk to you about is the Steelers standing in quarterbacks across the NFL? Because everyone's, we're going to talk about Ben Roethlisberger, whether he's coming back or not and all that. That's fine. We have like months to talk about what's going to happen there. But where I think it is, is that there's a lot of anxiety. And I talked about it with D9 Pietro yesterday on the show about Steelers being, being a little too anxious to get rid of Ben Roethlisberger. But Adam, where do you really see compared to where a lot of franchises are? There's some that are, you know, in the money, like the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. You know that's your guy for the next 20 years. You're, you've won one. You might win another one this year. You might win five more in a row. Who knows? Um, <laughs> you may be in a really good position where you feel comfortable, like Josh Allen. You may, you may like, you know, you may like this guy, like a guy like Lamar Jackson, while the rest of the league thinks he's not a real quarterback. All those different things. Where do you see the Steelers? How dire is it? Do you think it is that it really is that they're are they that far behind in the quarterback situation? No, because all it takes is the snap of a fingers and you could have that guy. Right. I mean, ask the Bears. 
it doesn't always work that way. I mean, they haven't had a quarterback uh, ever, ever, ever <laughs> ask the, the Browns how it's gone the last 20 years. And I'm not sold on the guy that they've got now, but at least he's competent and capable. Sometimes it, it can turn on a dime and you can win one without a guy too. Maybe not in today's league. Although Peyton Manning was not himself back when that Broncos won in 2015. But mm-hmm. I mean, Think about it. The Ravens, they were doggone good. They won a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco. Yeah. And then they moved right from Flacco to Lamar. The mm-hmm. Packers went right from Favre to Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chiefs, Alex Smith was a serviceable guy. They won a lot of games with Trent Green. They've mm-hmm. had they had success without the guy. Then the guy comes in. The Steelers, they went to AFC Championships in the Super Bowl in the 90s without the guy. So – I think people get worried because the Steelers have won championships with two quarterbacks, but you can find a guy in the draft and you can hit my God, the lottery, or you can find a way to succeed even if you don't. So to panic, I think is just because that's what we do here in Pittsburgh. And then also to realize you've won a championship just with two guys. And that's the other thing here. Like you said, you know, to, panicking is the is, is the issue here because to get Aaron Rodgers or, you know, or Deshaun Watson or one of the big guys that is out there in free agency or to trade up in the draft and and and, and uh, go get, you know, Trevor Lawrence, which you can't get or Justin Fields or Zach Wilson, you know, any any when you go up and get any of those guys, you're putting yourself in a situation where you're costing yourself valuable assets to invest in the things that you need to build around whatever quarterback that's going to be when they, right. when they become the, 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 the uh, Pittsburgh Steeler. And I agree, you know, we're, they just traded up a couple of years back to get Devin Bush at the 10 spot. What makes anyone think that they wouldn't make a similar trade if they saw a quarterback that they really felt was, was the guy. Yeah. I mean, I think that they would, I, I think that any, preconceived notions that we used to have about the Pittsburgh Steelers need to be thrown out the window uh, really when they go out and they sign Joe Hayden when they did. And then when they trade up for, well, not for Devin Bush, but when they traded for Minka Fitzpatrick, that hadn't been done since, you know, the, the pre Chuck Knoll days. Right. So they'll, they'll do things now because you have to do things differently. Now, uh, if they see a guy, they'll go up and they'll get him. My hope, the way that this goes, is that they suck and then they get a guy and they still have the T.J. Watts of the world and the Minka Fitzpatrick's of the world when that guy is is good enough. Um, it, it's funny, though. Like, Patrick Mahomes, he comes in, he throws 50 touchdowns. It's like, holy cheese and crackers. You know, Josh cheese Allen. Cheese and crackers, he says. Well, I don't know what I can say. <laughs> Josh Allen sucked. Last yeah. year, I mean, yep. he still have like a 55% completion percentage. He mm-hmm. sucked, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden he doesn't suck. Like, they can win with a lot of the guys that they have on the defensive side of the ball if they just have a little bit of luck and have a little bit of balls, cojones, when they go after a quarterback in the next couple of years. 
No, I agree. That that's the thing is that if you're if you're able to continue building this nucleus, and again, they got a nucleus. You got TJ Watt, Devin Bush, Minka Fitzpatrick, Alex Highsmith, Stephon Tuitt. You got Hayward for a few more years, and and you know you got guys that you can trust to build around that look really good. You maybe maybe you bring back Cam Sutton, and on offense, you still got Johnson, uh, Washington, Claypool, uh, Dotson looks really good. Maybe you get maybe and again, the investment needs to be at running back and offensive line. I think for this upcoming draft. Uh, to be the new guys coming in and to bring some spark to the team, but giving up on giving up, you know, all these picks to get a quarterback right now, uh, unless, unless this is Kevin Colbert's money shot. And he's just like, I'm shooting it from three because I yeah, know this right. is my shot. Right. That, that, you know, if he thinks Zach Wilson is the, is the next big thing and he's going to sell out to get him, that's one thing, but I don't think they need to do that this year. They need to keep building on the core that they have. And then when it more naturally falls upon their lap, especially next year, when they'll have more cap space and that they will be, they'll have more room to move around that's when I think that, that, that the moves will come, but there's no need to rush yourself into a bad spot just yet. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, there's a rumor flowing around, not a rumor, a report that, that, that the Steelers have interviewed a new guy for offensive line coach. I'm going to mention that, and then we're going to talk about what the Steelers need from an offensive line coach. But first, a word from our friends at rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Best of all... Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, locked on in their how did you hear about us section so that they can know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. As always, the number one place that we tell you to go place your bets on the Lockdown Podcast Network is betonline.ag. Don't forget, when you sign up today for your free account, you can get a 50% deposit bonus on your first deposit. That's if you enter the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one words, on betonline.ag. With the Super Bowl approaching, there's so many bets that you can place football fans not just who wins the game but what's the final score is it over or under a certain amount who wins the coin toss who scores the first touchdown who scores the last touchdown all those type of bets can be placed right on betonline.ag for your chance to win money this upcoming super bowl weekend and don't forget when you sign up don't forget to put that locked on promo code right when you sign up and you do that locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n as your promo code, you get a 50% deposit bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Adam Crowley. Adam, there is a report out there. The Steelers have interviewed a new candidate for offensive line coach. In doing so, they that guy is James Campen. You know, he's bounced around the league a little bit the, ba- the past few years. Uh, first, he got his start with the Green Bay Packers. He was a Packer in the NFL. Then he coached there for about 12 seasons as their offensive line coach and eventually their run game coordinator. And then uh, he switched over uh, to the Browns for a year. And then last year, he was with the Chargers and their offensive line coach. 
this isn't necessarily about him specifically, because what can you say about offensive line coaches that, you know, unless they're hall of famers, like Mike Munchak, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to assess too much on things. I knew though that there was only one season with the Packers where they had a top 10 rushing game. But again, how much can you put that on him when the team had Aaron Rodgers and right. you know, didn't really invest in the run game. But the point here is there needs to be a certain tone reestablished with the offensive line because I ass- you assume that they're at least keeping to Castro, maybe, but there's going to be a lot of changes here and there needs to be a new tone set with whoever's come in here. And I wanted to ask you like things that you, that, that, that you've seen, you've been to Steelers training camp that maybe need to be readdressed with how the Steelers have played on their line. Well, I'd like to see more diversity in the running game. I mean, I don't watch the line the way that guys like you do. I, I talk to Tunch and Wolf to try to get their opinions on some of this stuff, or at least I do whenever it's not COVID times and I'm popping into them more frequently. But I just, I, I like the idea of, you know, you think back to the Steelers beating up on the Bengals mm-hmm. and, and just counter tray, counter tray, yeah. counter tray. And then, <laughs> You know, the same thing against the Buffalo Bills in the snow uh, a handful of years ago. And, you know, the Steelers run some outside zone. And I just think you want to keep teams off balance. But, and this is going to sound obviously so cliche, and it is, because I'm a guy who's not an X's and O's expert as it relates to the offensive line. But I want to be able to line up and get a, get a yard. <laughs> just get me a yard. And like, I think Dan Campbell sounds like a colossal douche and a loser, <laughs> but you know, if my offensive line coach sounds like that, I don't that's know fine. if I care. Yeah, right? that's fine. Yeah. He like, can, he I can sound crazy. Expect it. Like I, I want my special teams coordinators to sound like Danny Smith. And I want my offensive line coaches to kind of be meathead jack wagons who, who make you feel like you're a man. If you blow a guy off, off the ball and, I think that those are a couple of the things that they had been missing the last few years, especially. And part of it's also that identity because right when the Steelers were running counter Trey and you saw a pouncy pull and you saw Villanueva pull and you saw a tight end lead block there, that was, there were, you could see it coming. You weren't stopping it. That was just how good they were. They don't have an identity anymore. And maybe that's what an offensive line coach needs to be. It doesn't have to be that identity. They could become a better zone blocking team. They could be, they, they could do what the Ravens have done because you know what the Ravens, uh, you know, they get, they went into this season, they lost Marshall Yonda. I was like, man, that offensive line's in trouble, but they made it work. And they also lost Ronnie Stanley in the middle of the year, but they had an identity, their zone blocking scheme. Now, granted, a lot of that's because Lamar Jackson is just way too hard to predict in the backfield. But that's the thing where if the Steelers can get an offensive line where it says, hey, we're going to run zone and we got some zone you know, guys to run th- this scheme as well as zone blockers. This is going to allow our backs to pick more holes and force defenses to be more disciplined against the run. And like you said, when third and one comes, we can hand the ball off and not be scared about it. Is this a 20% chance of getting this? And you know what? This falls hand in hand with the offensive coordinator, but it, it wouldn't hurt to have a quarterback who you could get out on the, on the edge to a guy. And that's not Roethlisberger, obviously, but I like naked play actions, right? I like stuff like yeah, you that. Do. Yeah, baby. I like when you actually run play action. So you occupy some of the defenders there at the second level. I think, you know, people always talk about how you run the ball, then you can use play action. And it's going to help you out. Well, 
if you are hitting people over the face with play action and then you're putting the ball into the belly of the running back and he's actually keeping the ball, well, the linebackers are still frozen there too. I mean, you start messing with their heads. You start having them uh, have to have to be kept honest. And we just don't see enough in the play action game from the Steelers at all with Ben Roethlisberger quarterback. And boy, I feel like that helps out the running game big time. I agree. That's a huge fact that it hasn't been part of the offense. It needs to be part of the offense. That's where I see this, this, this offense taking a step forward, but it is imperative to get a coach who's going to get them to establish some sense of identity with whoever comes, you know, maybe they go get Alex Leatherwood from Alabama in in the first round. Maybe they get Deontay Brown, the guard from Alabama, you know, and and maybe they bring back Zach Banner and they really only had one guy and they say, you know what, or they they get us and maybe they get a center, but you're just like, you know what, these are the guys, but the anchors here, maybe David Castro can return back to where he was. Dotson looked really impressive. And if you get a rookie stud, that can be the balance because what I always try to remind people is you don't need five superstar offensive linemen. You need two or three really, really good ones and then two decent ones. And that's what they had at their best when it was in the mid 2010s. It was Marcus Gilbert being a beast of a right tackle. It's a shame. He never made the pro bowl. Uh, David DeCastro and Marquise Pouncey. And then with them, you had Ramon Foster and Villanueva switched with sometimes Kelvin Beecham. And between those five, Foster and Villanueva were never superstars, but they were good players who, building off of the anchors of those other three guys, that became a great offensive line. Yeah, and just think about where they are right now, where they were this year. Yeah, DeCastro wasn't himself. And I think he was going through some mental stuff. Just the way that he spoke, yeah, the, the couple of Zoom uh, calls that he had, he just he, he wasn't in it the way that he normally is, and he normally is. Mm-hmm. Um, I would expect if he is back for the mindset to shift back to what we've seen from him before. But, you know, I think youth, just having younger bodies is mm-hmm. going to help big time too. I mean, you've mentioned Dotson a couple of times, but – Villanueva, see ya, goodbye. Yeah. Thank you for your service as a Pittsburgh Steeler. Goodbye. Get out of here. See ya. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Filer, eh, I'm okay with it. Let's yeah. just let's let's move on. And you get younger, and and I think that's gonna help big time too. I I agree. One of the things that happened with uh uh, one of the things that happened, I think that, you know, someone pointed out is that when, when your legs are getting older and more beat up, that's when it's harder to get lower in your stance and to feel consistent yeah. about it. And that might have, have led to over the, the last few years, that might have led to how, why Pouncey's had so many different bad snaps. You know, we remember this one against the Browns because it's the most fresh, but don't forget that the first play of the Rams game last year, um, you know, that was an issue. So, you know, this has been a problem with him. Maybe it is about getting youth and letting guys rebuild. I think that's a great point on your part and an investment that needs to be made. Whoever it is, if it's James Campen or someone else, uh, it, they need to have a young stable of guys to build off of and teach to establish that new identity in the NFL. We're going to take one more quick break. When we come back, more to talk about on your Pittsburgh Steelers. But first, we got to talk to you about our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person and helps someone lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat during the day. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, but high-protein and high-fiber, and they're great for a keto diet. Instead of, of when you're tired and hungry at work and you need a boost to get through the day, instead of going to the vending machine and getting those cupcakes, those Pop-Tarts, or those potato chips, get something healthy like a Built Bar. It'll fill you up, taste great, 
and get you through the rest of your day with the energy that you need. And Built Bar comes in 18 amazing different flavors. Six of those new, flav new flavors are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. You can get all those flavors by going to their website right now at BuiltBar.com. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for $10 off your next order at BuiltBar.com. So, Adam, we've talked a good bit about Matt Canada on this show um, before he was official, now that he is official, um, and we're at the point where we still, everyone's still going to be waiting to see for quite some time just who he is and what he's really going to be. I wrote a whole Carter's Classroom article on this for DKPittsburghSports.com where I talked about how you saw wrinkles of his offense early in the season, but never the full thing. And then eventually, you know, it, it kind of withered away because it wasn't a main part of the playbook. But now we're going to see the full deal. This is going to be the real, the real stint. And I want to ask you this question because I've heard this, you know, print as a narrative, you know, a few times since, since the hiring, but some people say this is just more of the same and the Steelers are just never going to change. And then hiring this new guy, but I I'm looking at this like, well, wait a second, Matt Canada literally just got to the NFL. He's never, this was his first year as a quarterback's coach. He's never been in the NFL before this. This to me is a news thing. You know, under Mike Tomlin, all the guys are older, Bruce Arians, uh, Todd Haley, you know, he was a head coach before he got there. Randy Featner had been there for a decade. You know, all, all the guys, Keith Butler, Dick Lowe, they're all older. This guy's young. And this would be your first, like, hey, this is a Mike Tomlin potential disciple based off of how he goes. Yes. And I'm a little bit tired of hearing that, well, they're just going to have Ben Roethlisberger be the real offensive coordinator, and he's going right. to tell Matt Canada what to do. Didn't Aaron Rodgers have some problems last year with the mm -hmm. offense of Matt LaFleur? He, yep. he wasn't all excited about it. But guess what? He did what the coach friggin' said yep. because he's the coach and they called the plays and that was the reality. And if Aaron Rodgers, who also has a big old ego, mm -hmm. can do that, Ben Roethlisberger can do it. And if not, well, all right, it's your last year anyhow. But at first, Chris, I was with the narrative and I thought, just give me new blood. Just give me someone who wasn't in the building this year. Just someone who can breathe new thought into this. But I do think Matt Canada is that guy. And if he had been hired and hadn't been there for 11 months, I would have been excited about it. <laughs> had, he been, had he been hired and Ben Roethlisberger wasn't going to come back, I'd have been excited about it. So I need, I need to kind of zoom out a little bit and think of it as just the hire and not about those two circumstances. And if it's just about the hire, then I like this guy. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think I think he can add some some flavor to an offense that, I mean, let's let's face it. I mean, it 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 is stale, and it just feels like yeah. the Steelers are operating in a, in a different century than a lot of these uh, more modern offenses that we're seeing right now. And and some of it, yes, is because Ben's not mobile, but a lot of it's because they need more creativity. And again, I, I, what I write about is that the Steelers were actually averaging over 130 uh, yards per game on the ground in the first seven games. Huh. And and when you right when you 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 hear that and you're like huh how like like where, where did that happen and if they had maintained that average for the entire season they're a top 10 rushing offense in the nfl and again 
what happens often when you bring new things into a team is that the the new things that you teach they they're implemented early in the season but as the season gets longer and it gets colder and and you got veterans you know they they start to revert back to what they know we saw it with tj watt his first year in the nfl when he was he started off the season using all these different pass rush moves he didn't use in college but as the season went on he went back to just you know, I'm going to plow through and do what I did at Wisconsin. And now we've seen him, now that he's better at it, he's seasoned, now he has all those pass rush moves. It's the same thing here. They started off using more of what Matt Canada did. Ben Roethlisberger wasn't familiar with it, with that kind of an offense. He And we saw by the time they played, I'd say, the Ravens the first time, and we saw it with the Cowboys game, the offense was very much just, you know what, Ben, get out there, run it. Just get out there, throw the ball down the field. And when I say run it, I mean just run his offense, right. don't run the ball. But just get out there, sling it. Uh, you know, do the quick passing game that you like to do and, you know, and call and call the lightning offense with no huddle. And that's what they stuck to. And that became the problem. If Matt Canada is the offensive coordinator, maybe that doesn't happen. Man, I think I think you nailed it. It was the first Ravens game in the Cowboys game where yep. up, it, it's comeback time. Mm-hmm. Well, Ben, just do your thing instead of sticking with what they had planned on doing. And, and trying to get better at it as the season wore on in two games, they're like, Oh, well, this is how we came back. So let's just go back to being that team. And it did not serve them well in the end. Uh, I just stick with it. And man, I, I was on with you prior to the season mm-hmm. and we talked about, you know, it's, it's not the 1990s. Like you don't have to run the ball 60% of the time to you know run the ball play defense quote unquote right but can you run it and and hide ben right and allow him to make plays on third downs and in crucial situations if he's going to come back that's what i want to see i want to yeah. see what i thought i was going to see last year mm-hmm. because with the defense that they're going to have still intact and presumably the parts they're going to add through the draft try to be that club because you can have success being that club but if Ben's dropping back and he's throwing it 65% of the time, they're, they're going to be cooked again. Um, they're going to be between seven and nine and nine and seven, and it's going to be a totally lost season. I agree that, that that has to be part of the change for this offense. Uh, and, and again, you got to get Ben to commit to it. You'd be like, look, man, this is your last year, maybe two if, at best. And you are, you are part of the machine. You are not the, you are not the, in the driver's seat. I'm going to say that until the, you know, until, until it happens. Um, but, uh, but no, I, I completely agree. This is, this has to be part of balancing the team. And yeah, not a run heavy team, not a team that, you know, runs six, 70% of the time, but uh, you know, closer to 50, 50, make it so that, like you said, those linebackers are, are, aren't flying up to the line of scrimmage every play. They're saying, uh, you know, we got to stop that run, but Ben can hit us with the deep ball on play action. And that way you're saying, Hey, Ben, yeah, yes, you're throwing the deep ball here, but you're also not throwing like 30 short passes in a game. Right. And it would be okay if even if they even if they threw the ball, you know, 60 whatever percent of the time, can you can you run the ball situationally? Can you run the ball at the end of the game? Can you run the ball right, right. Uh, for down a distance? I don't need them running the ball on first down. Right. Uh, I don't need them running the ball on second and long. But can you run it on third and fourth and short? Yep. Can you run the ball in the in the crucial situations in the red zone, things like that? That's, can you, can that's you grind the out the clock at the end of a game? Right. And in the red zone, you know, that's that's where you prove you can run. Yeah. If you can run in the red zone. Because because there's nowhere else to hide. 
Yeah, those safeties, I mean, they're right up in your face. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nowhere else for them to go. So if you can do it there, you're you're a real running team. That's what you'd love to see them get back to being able to do. And, and what's so crazy is we're talking about this offensive line like they're putrid, they're horrible, they're trash, they know they were never a good chance. Again, it was that offensive line that was getting 130 yards on the ground. That's what I'm saying. It, it's doable, even if they reshape it just a little bit. I, I really think they, and I do think they need to get a primo running back, a guy who's going to be a person that can make one or two people miss in the hole and 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 bring that kind of attack to the game. I, I don't think the answer is more James Conner and Benny Snell and Anthony McFarland. Um, but, uh, but again, finding that balance, that is going to be the key. And that was Adam Crowley back on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Thanks so much, buddy, for being back on the show. Really appreciate you. You're always a, a, a ball of energy and fun here. Um, let people know where they can find you and follow you and get more of your work. I don't want anybody to find me, Carter, okay? <laughs> I mean, that's, I'm trying to be incognito, not Richie, of course. You can hit me up on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. And that's about it. That's all you need to know. I'll, get, I'll give you the rest there. Okay. All right. I, I, I hit him up underscore Adam Crowley on Twitter. If you want to follow me, Chris Carter, you can follow me at Carter Critiques on Twitter and Instagram. If you follow me, I'll follow you back. Um, if you want to uh, check out my written work, I'm at DKPittsburghSports.com. Um, of course, I'm the host here at the Locked On Steelers podcast. If you're enjoying the show, we're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are hosted. Subscribe there. And if you want to help out the show, please leave a five-star review with a positive comment on Apple Podcasts. Doing so will get you a shout-out at the end of the show because when you leave a review like that, it gets our numbers up it gets the word out about what we're doing and we really appreciate everyone who does that so thanks again for listening we'll be back on tomorrow with jenna harner wrapping up the week as usual and thanks again to adam crowley for being on today until then we'll talk to you soon steelers fans